0: Having many passions doesn't mean you're indecisive. It means you're the true essence of what it takes to be an entrepreneur, carving your own path and having the courage to seize many opportunities to bring your vision to life. Are you ready to move forward with building a custom-made business that fuels your passions, stops constraining you to what everyone says you should be doing, and allows you to balance every part of who you are all while making an impact with the people who need you most? You're listening to your tailor-made biz with Kristen Lee King, where we chat about what it takes to build a personal brand as an inspired, multi-passionate entrepreneur, and how to get comfy with sharing your many passions in a balanced and focused way. So get ready for a bunch of inspiration, a little strategy and planning, and a lot of support as we build up the business of your dreams that allows you to finally be you. Grab a cozy spot, tap into your inner compass, and let's get going. Hello again. It is now a very crisp November day here in Florida, and I'm gearing up for Thanksgiving. And I'm starting to think about what the menu will be for us because I love the cooking and baking time of the year, so... I'm getting really excited about that and thinking about all the sweet potatoes and pumpkin pie and all those comfort foods that just have to be on the table. You know what I mean. So these days I usually end up finding recipes on Pinterest or getting recipes from bloggers and then I'll bookmark the ones that we love and put those in our regular rotation of meals. But I'm always trying to figure out new recipes and combining them together and trying to make my own better versions of them and my husband thinks I'm crazy when he tries to help out in the kitchen but I'll have like three different tabs open on the computer as I'm combining three different recipes together while I cook and I'll be trying to tell him to just add the spices from one recipe and then I'll do the steps in the other recipe and he's just scratching his head and looking at me like I'm crazy but i always love getting a little creative and trying to make things better. So in today's chat, let's talk about how you've made your life or business better over time. I'm sure you've got some kind of story where you've evolved as a person or a business owner or with your skills. You've been on some kind of journey already in your life, even though it may not really feel like it, but you've evolved over the years. And you can apply that to reaching your audience and showing them what you've been able to overcome or achieve that they can too. So I like to consider this your brand story. This month, we've been talking all about storytelling and how to use it as a powerful tool in your business. But I believe that if you can tell the one impactful story of your evolution to where you are now in a really compelling way, then you'll be able to really hit home with the people who get you and who understand you and you understand as well. Okay. So What exactly would make your story compelling to someone is the question, right? Basically every good story has some type of conflict or pain point that shows what someone struggles with, right? A climax where everything essentially comes to a head and a resolution to that conflict in the end, a way out of the continuous struggle and into a better place. Now, You might be thinking, well, Kristen, I just want to teach people how to cook. (laughs) That's fine if you just want to do something really simple. You don't need to have some huge saga or dramatic sob story that was part of your life in order to get people to respond to your brand story. It just has to be a central component of what has gotten you to where you are now. Maybe it's as simple as you originally needing to figure out how to cook for your family of four and put dinner on the table every night quickly without everyone screaming and (laughs) running around like crazy. So maybe after you could only take so much fast food every week, you decided to take a few cooking classes to learn the basics of healthy cooking. And now you're able to put dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less every night. That's your problem, your climax, and your resolution everything you need to tell a compelling story and relate to someone. And that one was really simple and to the point, but that could easily work as a brand story if that was your particular struggle. You're not going for heartbreak, despair, bankruptcy, or anything like that unless you actually did go through those things. But just share what's actually gotten you to the point where you are now. You know, what has changed in your life for the better and what can you help others to change as well? If you're a product-based business, then there's a reason you sell what you sell. You choose to fill in a gap in the market and provide some benefit to people. So share your story of how you came to be a product-based business owner and what that journey entailed for you leading up to your decision to open your shop. It's not rocket science, but it does require a bit of sociology here in that you're tapping into how people respond to your brand and build a relationship with you as the founder of that brand. You've got to have an understanding of what it takes for someone to relate to you, to trust you and want to be part of your community. So first and foremost, what can you say to your ideal customer that would make them think, wow, this person totally gets me. They've been where I am now and they've been able to turn things around and make improvements in their life. And I want to do that too. What parts of your journey thus far could you share with someone to make them think that? Right? It's not that you don't have anything as compelling as that in your life. It's probably that you just haven't figured out how to shape your journey into a captivating story yet. Let's take a look at an example here. Let's take Martha Stewart's brand because I'm sure we all know Martha Stewart. She's pretty much a household name now, (laughs) no matter where you live. So Martha grew up, in a household of six children and learned a lot about maintaining a household through cooking and sewing and gardening and all those things. So throughout the years, she studied architectural history and she was a model. She even worked as a stockbroker. And then there came a point where she decided to leave her job on Wall Street during uh, what she thought was going to be an economic downturn. And things completely shifted after that for her she turned to renovating the home that she and her husband had purchased. And she started focusing more on cooking through teaching cooking classes and then catering. And after several years of running her own catering business, Martha Stewart wrote her first book, Entertaining, which really created a snowball effect for her career and set her up to become a massive household name like she is today. So looking at the Martha Stewart brand story, you can see that she started by being a multi-passionate person that didn't really know what she wanted to do. She tried many different avenues in her professional career. And after she struggled to make those work, she made the decision to go out on her own and to be her own boss. After tapping into her talents and honing the skills that she grew up learning, she was able to turn everything around and teach others how to create that same comforting lifestyle that she knew so well through cooking and crafting and all those home-related things. Her story has a struggle, it has a pivot point, and it has a resolution. It conveys her drive and her focus to succeed, and how she was able to learn each of those skills that makes up that crafty lifestyle surrounding her brand, right? Martha went through the steps of learning how to cook and sew and how to cater and throw parties and all of the things that are part of her brand now so that she could give others the benefit of that same knowledge in order to live that comforting homemade lifestyle as well. You may have a very straightforward progression of how you got to where you are. You might have had a significant event trigger a change for you, or you might just have decided one day that you had had enough and you wanted to do things differently. There's always some kind of progression that you can convey. And if you can hit on those major points of struggle and the climax or your pivot point and a resolution you'll be able to tell a compelling story to people of how everything has unfolded in your life. The biggest components that your audience needs to resonate with are the pain points or struggle and the resolution. Do they feel the same now as you did during your struggle? Do they want to eventually reach the same outcome that you have reached? Do they wish they could achieve what you have achieved? Okay, if so, they probably are a great match for your audience and your story will hit home for them because they empathize with it. They see themselves in your story somehow. Okay, so I want to walk you through how you develop your own life story and the things that you've gone through into a compelling brand story. Because it needs to be authentic to you. It needs to be something that you have actually lived and gone through and come out the other side about. It's not something that we're just crafting here, but it actually needs to be an authentic journey that you've gone on. So let's go through the, through the steps of piecing it all together and figuring out how it all relates to where you are now and the best way for you to relate it to your audience. First, give yourself some time to sit for 10 minutes or more and just gather your thoughts to outline your story. You want to lay out a timeline for yourself here about what's happened in your life to bring you to the point where you are now. You can do this by working backwards from the present if you find that easier, or you can start with the beginning at the time of your struggle or your pain point. Okay, so you want to take your piece of paper or whatever you're working with and draw a line on your paper and delineate specific points along that line for each component of your story. So the starting point should be somewhere around where you were struggling, right? The midpoint should cover one or multiple areas where you had a shift or change of some sort. And the end point is going to be where you are now or the end result of what you've achieved. Write down anything you specifically remember about what you were going through or where you were at in your life in the beginning stages of your journey. Jot down notes about how you felt and what you were thinking at the time. What was it that you wanted when you were struggling? What was getting you through it? Or how were you mowing through whatever was going on? Then move on to what happened in between. Were there any instances where you had insights into your situation? Did something happen to prompt you to make a change? Was there like a point where you just couldn't take the status quo anymore You know, write those memories down that come to your mind and be sure to jot down the emotions that you felt in those moments as well. Now, for the end point of your story timeline, this is where you are now that you figured things out or made a change for the better. Write down exactly what is different now than from the beginning and what you have to show for the change. What specifically was the result of your journey? What was the benefit of that change you made and how has it improved your life or your business? Paint a picture when you describe what things look like now and add in the feelings associated with your current status. Do you have more freedom? Are you happier? Are you more confident? Okay, Jot all of those ideas down, anything that you can think of relating to each of those points in time. So, once you've taken the time to do that, you should have the major points of your story outlined. You just have to tie it all together with emotion, just like any good storyteller would. You know, like when you were a kid, you would tell ghost stories with friends late at night during a sleepover or something like that. And you would seriously amp up the scariness factor and add in all kinds of details to make it extra scary so that your friends would be freaked out and clutching their pillows, just waiting to hear what happened next because they felt that intensity of your story. Well, We're not going for quite that extreme here, but you do want to add in some kind of emotion so that your audience can actually feel what you felt and empathize with you in those moments. Okay. You've got to draw people in when you're conveying this story, but you you have to do it in a way that's authentic to you be genuine and real in a way that gets your point across so you don't have to over exaggerate or anything. You just have to tell it like it was and be honest about what that meant for you and how you felt. People will respond when they empathize because they're going through the same things. So exaggeration will just make your story less likely to hit home for someone. Just stick to your memories of how your journey felt and how these things felt as you were going through them and your feelings about how much better things are now on the other side of it. All right. So you want to write out your entire brand story so that you can see it on paper and read it aloud. It takes some time to understand how the pieces all fit together and be able to clearly convey your journey. So chances are you're gonna fall into one of these categories. Either it's all jumbled up in your mind and you need to get to a point where it all makes sense together to get your point across. You've got too many gaps in your timeline and you need to fill in with more milestones to get it to make sense or you've got so much to it that you want to convey that you need to refine your ideas down to just the key points in your story. So they really delineate the change that's occurred. Whichever group you fall into, you can benefit from taking your timeline story and writing it out into paragraphs by connecting the memories together and linking them to emotions. Then once you've got it all written out as one congruent story, you need to read it aloud at least two or three times. I know this is a step that you're most likely to skip, but in all honesty, it's a really important one. You can't understand how your story actually sounds to someone or how it comes across until you actually hear it out loud. Things sound entirely different when you hear them versus when you read them. And this is actually something I'm learning again right now as I write my first book, because part of a thorough editing process is to read your book out loud. That way you're likely to hear how it sounds and be able to catch so many more things that need to be fixed than if you would, if you just wrote it out and read it in your head. So You'll wanna read it aloud a few times and see how it flows. On top of being able to fill in the gaps where they don't make sense, this will also give you the opportunity to practice telling your story because you're not just going to always be writing it out in copy. You're also going to be recounting it on video during webinars, live videos for your audience, during interviews or podcasts, you name it. Your story will become something that you reference on a regular basis to get your message across and get new people who have never interacted with you before to understand what you're all about. So being able to own your story and know exactly what points are important to drive home and which emotions are critical to convey will give you an advantage when it comes to connecting with your ideal customers as soon as they come across your brand. All right. And one last thing I want to note here is that utilizing your story to connect with your tribe doesn't stop after they see you for the first time and hear your brand story. It continues through in all of your content as you want to regularly show them the benefit and the value of working with you and being part of your brand. You want to show them that the thing they want to achieve that you and your audience both values is accessible to them and that you can lead them to that end result. So you show that in your photos, you talk about it in your videos, you link to articles associated with what you value. Your content embodies the end result of your journey, which is the ideal outcome for your audience as well. That's a really powerful thing if you can harness your story and carry it through in all of your branding and marketing efforts you'll be well on your way to establishing a strong connection with your audience and building that trust in what you do. So take these thoughts for today and little by little, plan out ways you can incorporate your brand story into your business. You don't have to do it all overnight, but if you can, at least start to emphasize the journey you've been on and how it's relevant to your audience. You'll put yourself in a much better spot over time if you do this. Now, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving if you're in the US. And if you're overseas, I'm sending you lots of positive thoughts for the season. I'm so grateful to have this time to share with you. And I can't wait to hear more about your story. I'll talk to you soon. for the end point of your story timeline. This is is where you are now that you figured things out or made a change for the better. Write down exactly what is different now than from the beginning and what you have to show for the change. What specifically was the result of your journey? What was the benefit of that change you made and how has it improved your life or your business? Paint a picture when you describe what things look like now and add in the feelings associated with your current status. Do you have more freedom? Are you happier? Are you more confident? Okay, jot all of those ideas down, anything that you can think of relating to each of those points in time. So once you've taken the time to do that, you should have the major points of your story outlined. You just have to tie it all together with emotion. And doing this. You just have to tie it all together with emotion. You just have to tie it all together with emotion, just like any good storyteller would. You know, like when you were a kid you would tell ghost stories with friends late at night during a sleepover or something like that. And you would seriously amp up the scariness factor and add in all kinds of details to make it extra scary so that your friends would be freaked out and clutching their pillows, just waiting to hear what happened next because they felt that intensity of your story. Well, We're not going for quite that extreme here, but you do want to add in some kind of emotion so that your audience can actually feel what you felt and empathize with you in those moments. Okay. You've got to draw people in when you're conveying this story, but you, you have to do it in a way that's authentic to you. Be genuine and real in a way that gets your point across. So you don't have to over exaggerate or anything. You just have to tell it like it was and be honest about what that meant for you and how you felt. People will respond when they empathize because they're going through the same things. So exaggeration will just make your story less likely to hit home for someone. Just